Get Up Nation. I hope you're enjoying the Get Up Nation podcast on www.anchor.fm. As a podcast host on over 20 platforms, I really enjoy how easy it is to use Anchor, how Anchor makes everything I need available in one place for free, accessible on your smartphone or desktop computer. Go to www.anchor.fm now. In case you didn't know, Anchor has creation tools that allow you to record and edit each episode. If you're concerned about the distribution of your hard work, don't sweat it because Anchor takes care of that too. If you're considering becoming a podcaster, I would highly recommend Anchor as your choice to begin sharing your content with the world. Get Up Nation. My name is Ben Biddick. I am the creator and host of the Get Up Nation podcast, where I serve individuals, organizations, and societies to develop and sustain resilience and perseverance. I'm the co-author of Get Up, The Art of Perseverance with former Major League Baseball player and CEO of Lurong Living, Adam Greenberg. The Get Up Nation podcast is brought to you in partnership with GotYour6Coffee.com where Navy veteran Eric Hadley is committed to serving first responders, veterans, and their families through a variety of nonprofit organizations. No stranger to adversity, Eric has fused necessity of coffee with his passion for public service. You're already purchasing coffee. Why not empower your coffee with purpose? Why not purchase coffee that not only has your six, but also has the backs of those who don a uniform of service for our communities and great country. Learn more about Eric and his freshly roasted award-winning coffee at gotyoursixcoffee.com. Also coming out in July 2019 from Penguin Random House is a book I had the honor of writing the foreword for called Warrior's Book of Virtues, a field manual for living your best life. Combat veterans Nick Bennis, Matt Bloom, and Buzz Bryan share how lessons they learned during their service can help empower you into a life of deep and lasting virtue no matter the obstacles you face. Available now for pre-order at the links below. Welcome to this episode of the Get Up Nation podcast. Recently, I had the honor and privilege of speaking with Anup Batia, the founder and CEO of Knowligence, an artificial intelligence platform delivering the personalized sales intelligence you need to close deals faster. Prior to founding Knowligence, Anup studied in India and Scotland and then worked for over two decades in various companies around the globe, including India, the Netherlands, Germany, and the United States. Anup played a key role in establishing GE Silicon's Private Limited as the first ever wholly owned foreign subsidiary that was ever established on Indian soil in 1996. He possesses a wealth of experience in global business operations, mergers and acquisitions, finance, sales and marketing, and complex negotiations. When he started his career in the mid-80s, the pace of business was slower, and there weren't digital tools like web or team collaboration platforms. There wasn't the ability to record and transcribe conversations and discussions. Now, there is so much data available, it can be difficult to manage. Knowligence utilizes artificial intelligence to bridge this gap, enriching organizations' market intelligence in real time, continuously grooming leads, strengthening relationships with clients, and setting future targets with confidence. Anoop, thank you for taking the time to join me on Get Up Nation. Thank you so much for having me here. Anoop, you've achieved extraordinary accomplishments in your life. Will you share some of your formative experiences early in your life, which you believe were an important foundation for the success you've achieved? I joined uh, manufacturing once I completed my chemical engineering from Vespilani in India. And manufacturing taught me a, a lot. 
uh, the encounters that I had with different levels of organizations, the way to deal with situations and many a time in a hazardous chemical plant, you have to react, you have to think off your feet and you need a lot of information, you need a lot of knowledge to even manage the plant, the people, the emotions that go into managing the plant. So that was the foundation. I grew up very quickly in my career and uh, I think the grounding that I got of a very big chemical plant in India is what has helped me all throughout my career. I see. And you've worked and studied in many different countries throughout your life. As you encountered many different cultures and languages, what were some valuable lessons you learned about working with people from different backgrounds and experiences? I think the way we approach life is a little different. It depends on the way the society has kind of evolved in that nation. But I think I got into the world through the process of globalization. And the one thing that I learned very quickly was that regardless of our national boundaries, there is an income strata, there's an educational level that exists within different societies, and the income and the level of education is what guides most of civilization today in the world. It's not so much the national boundaries that make us think differently. We learn out of education and the income level that we possess. Hmm. You have so much experience and expertise. At what point in your career did you become interested in artificial intelligence? Very early on. Uh, very early on, I think way back in the 1980s, I had a process within me which basically tried to recall everything that I had achieved or done during the day. And the same process would be repeated seven days later so that I it got into my long-term human memories. So if I look into uh, the entire process when I was in sales and I thought looking at a more broader level of business, knowledge is what separates a leader from the rest. And to gain knowledge, it's a very tedious process. It doesn't come easily. Your human mind tends to forget and note-taking is what is prevalent. I learned very early on that intelligence can only be groomed over a period of time and it's done painstakingly through notes. Now, from 2010 onwards, and I think prior to that, companies like us could not have existed. Uh, technology did not exist. Machine comprehension became more prevalent after 2010 and grew. Open source became prevalent to companies like IBM, Amazon, and so on and so forth. And we started living in an era that could use machines to do most of our textual reading. Not many companies have the automation, we do, and that's how I got involved in this field. You uh, walk us through the beginnings of Knowledgence and some of the early challenges you faced as you created this company. We started the product development in 2015. I think at that time, there was a dilemma in my mind. Most of the companies had a niche product, very specific, were doing just a part of solving a part of a bigger problem and training machines to take control of repetitive tasks is not easy, especially when it deals with textual content. So that was one way that we could go. The other approach was to go broader, really develop something which has large scale applicability, get down to a sentence syntax 
natural language processing is a language that is grammar-based. So the second route that we had was to really take artificial intelligence to its kindergarten level. And as we learned as human the grammar and understood the context from the grammar, we take a machine to do that. And that's the road that we adopted. It took us three years to develop a product, but we've got a very high accuracy of understanding textual content. And if you realize most of your day is spent with textual data, not so much with the calculator, which in any case got automated way back in 1960s, but the textual component is still an open field. I'm very proud to say that we've got a high level of accuracy and that's the field that we specialize in. Amazing. In one of your blog posts, you describe how early in your career as a chemical engineer at a large chemical operations plant in India, you started your workday by taking a walk around the plant. It was so large you couldn't tour the entire plant, so you went to different departments each day to connect with the people working in the different sections. You became intimately aware of the business operations, which made you a better manager and leader. How does AI help people take a virtual walk through the internal and external information related to their business, giving them a more accurate and intimate understanding of their organization, both inside and out, so they can be more successful in the action they take? AI delivers to you what you actually want to know in a proactive way about the business environment that you exist in. It's basically a global perspective these days. On your own, if you were to go into Google and start searching for it, it's a reactive search, whereas AI can deliver proactively that intelligence that you need. But then it doesn't stop there. It's not just to register it into our human brains, uh, but also at times we need to recall it at times, we need to recall it after days and months, and we do not remember the right context. That's why AI comes into it, and that's why taking a daily walkthrough in order to know what's happening in your world helps you to know. You just can't keep pace with it otherwise. Now, every business, and including what I learned right in the early days of my shock flow experience, was that you can run a plant with people. You can run a business if you are with a certain set of people. The more knowledgeable that you become, the better it is. If you look at the Inc. 5000 list that comes out, the Inc. 5000 list is based on virtually 14,000 companies in the United States itself who are growing more than 20% uh, year after year. And what is that one characteristic of all these growing companies, it's about knowledge. And if you are lost or if you do not cope up with the amount of information that is thrown at you every day, then you will suffer from a knowledge impoverishment. And we have a tool that can help you avoid that. And it's relatively cheap. From your perspective, with decades of experience in global business operations, will you share what excites you about how Knowledgence serves people in business? The fact that it's a Eureka every day. I use the product myself. My knowledge was stagnating, if not deteriorating, before I had the product. And now I spend one hour every day. It gives me the knowledge, it gives me the, the ingredients to have 
a better talk, a better communication, not only with uh, my customers, but also my peers, my friends. I enjoy that. I enjoy the fact that every day I learn something more. Every day I look forward to learning something more rather than just go through the routine of living life. How does Knowledgeance analyze business data effectively to identify and prioritize available opportunities? Artificial intelligence is correctly deployed is actually amazing. Like we in our human brains make connections. In context, we walk down the street and suddenly a smell makes us remember a period of time. In the product, the Pluaris product that we've developed, these connections are happening within the sentence syntax or within the named entities like uh, people's names, companies' names, product names, temporal events which have been brought together into a memory every day. So when we are walking down any roads, whether it is with a customer, a contact, and we remember that there is a reason why an effect is happening, then in that case, we immediately pick up cousins and relatives. It's a huge mass of knowledge, and we bring it all together, use it to understand the comprehensiveness under which a decision needs to be taken. So there are simple events which uh, I can explain. Like we were dealing with a customer in Europe, and not many may know, but in the summer of 2018, caused the river levels in Europe to fall below 82 centimeters and stopped the entire inland transportation on rivers like the Rhine and Danube. The last time that it had occurred was in 2002. So if you really want to know and benchmark what were the consequences on some of the businesses which are affected through inland transportation, 2002, the web wasn't developed. There wasn't much to benchmark. But in 2018, the web is pretty developed, and we have captured this event. In 2030, you know, God forbid, this doesn't happen any time, but if it does in the future, say 2030, 2040, our brains won't remember, but Blue Iris will. And Pluaris will throw out the actions that people need to take at that time based on the actions that they took in 2018. And uh, these are, you know, this is just one example. I can talk about the 5G, the 4G. Uh, in the case of 4G, it came up in 2010. We know the consequences that 4G had, which businesses grew, which businesses shrunk, what was the impact on overall society, how did society accept faster ways of communication and what did it lead to? Now, 5G network is getting born. So we know exactly from 4G evaluation what could possibly happen to 5Gs when 5G rolls out. Many of our customers are taking advantage of how quickly they can process these type of information and use it for their benefit. How does your company help businesses engage with people they interact with during business operations with confidence? Well, we help them to plan better. So if I'm meeting customers and they talk about deployments, they talk about investments and in the future, at the end of the meeting, I can use a voice memo or I can write down the minutes of the meeting. They, many a times our customers talk about investments and new businesses that they would be developing in 2022, 2023. You know, I may remain in my job or not. My human memory may be able to recall that conversation or may not. But once it's in Pluaris, when it comes to 2021, 
I will see whatever are the discussions that I've had internally within the business or even externally to find out what would occur in 2022 and how would I plan my resources in order to best make the best available returns in order to grow my business or to help the industry in any way that I can. How does Knowledgence help business leaders improve their understanding of their clients? It's about customer centricity. I'll give you an example. I was in Europe and I was leading Six Sigma in one of the companies that I was working in. And at that time, we did a survey on who do we call our customers. So we asked all our salespeople all around the world to help define who are our customers. And the answer was very surprising. The answer came back and said that our customer is the procurement person. And one of the questions also in the survey was, what is the highest uh, level within your customer organization that you knew of? And again, you'll be surprised that 80% of the answer was that my uh, highest contact level is a procurement person. Now, if I'm a sales rep and I'm only talking to the procurement person, I am not so well aware of the entire risk and opportunities that the business might have. A procurement person is more interested in prices, basically trying to find out why they should continue buying from you for the features that you deliver, what's the risk of changing to another supplier. But uh, if you really want to kind of develop sales, then you need to develop a more stronger relationship with the customer. And in order to develop a stronger relationship, you need knowledge. Otherwise, how do you go and talk to technology team? How do you go and talk to the financial? How do you develop a relationship with, say, the marketing? You just can't without a knowledge base. So that's where we come in. Hmm. Uh, we come in because the product is capturing knowledge every day, is bringing it to you in small doses that you can take. It's helping you to become smarter in your discussion with your customers and helping you to kind of broaden your relationship with customers across different functions. Your company helps develop centralized sales intelligence. Why is this institutional memory valuable to business clients as they form strategies for success? You can't benchmark without an institutional memory. If my memory wasn't able to recall where which countries I was, it was working in earlier, I just wouldn't be able to compare, say, Germany versus Netherlands or uh, India versus the U.S. It's the same thing that happens with an institutional memory. When we are capturing intelligence, a person has the capability to keep the intelligence private to themselves or share it with the team or share it with the company. Now, if you share it with the company, then the previous example that I gave you about the drought in Europe the impact that it had, the customers that basically got out of material because of inland transportation or the fact that you could not get bookings on freight trains in order to carry your product to XYZ location, all those is captured in my institutional memory. So the moment I see now in 20, also the fact that it's 82 centimeters and the inland transportation tends to stop them, I would basically get concerned the next time when this event is to occur at, say, 85 centimeters, and I'd better plan out something, alternative ways in which I can make sure that my customers receive the products that I am supposed to deliver to them. So that's how an institutional memory it identifies risk in the future. Without the institutional memory, if I've changed my job for that company, 
then I have lost the memory of the actions I took in 2018. So that is why institutional memory is so important. Now you have gold, platinum, and diamond packages available for, for single users, teams, and for advanced sales and marketing teams that consist of greater than 100 users. Will you explain the pricing options available for business leaders who want to take advantage of Nowagent's AI? It's a subscription package, monthly paid, uh, no contract David. Uh, we haven't seen many of our users move away from us once they've started. Uh, I go the platinum and the diamond package are all based on increasing levels of features that you would get when you subscribe to the diamond package. But essentially, the gold package gives you information and synthesizes a part of the intelligence, breaks it down for you. But starting from the platinum package, you get an instantaneous reader. You can upload your transcripts, you can upload your notes, you can write into the product to retain that information either for you or for your team or for your company. So it becomes a kind of a scribbling pad, but the advantage that you get is it's able to categorize, it's able to extract content, it's able to pull out numbers from whatever you put in, organize it for you, help you to identify future risk and opportunities, benchmark different topics, keeps you well knowledgeable, gives you those conversational points that would be most beneficial when you're trying to make a sale and connect to the buyer's mind very easily. So that's what those packages, the more you move towards the diamond package, the more real time it becomes for you. We can, we have the capability to even dissect an encyclopedia, but you know, that's only available to the most premium package. Uh, as you know, at Get Up Nation, we focus on helping people, organizations, and societies develop and sustain resilience. Would you care to comment on the concept of how Nowagence helps people and business be resilient, overcome challenges, and persevere through challenges to achieve success? I think uh, our jobs are getting challenging with every day. We see it not only in terms of the job rotation that occurs in the industry. It's, if you look into the life of a sales rep, then the average life is only about two years in a company. So a lot of brain drain, a lot of knowledge drain from a company takes place as people move, sometimes out of their own accord or sometimes out of a company action. But it is difficult getting to kind of careers that were existing about 20, 25 years ago. Job longevity was much more than what it exists today. So overall, I think we help to make sure that knowledge transfers from one generation to another. Companies become better and smarter as the machine helps them to do the work. Uh, at no point, when we look at calculators way back in the 1960s, the amount of calculation that we had to do as businesses became larger was a lot. And so we needed calculators. Now the amount of information that we need to harness to do our job is so much that we need some technology to help us. Otherwise, we get pretty tired, stressed at the end of the day. So that's on the business side. But uh, also, then from a social perspective, we know how to curate data. We know how to categorize data. I think two years ago, we were working with the LGBTQ community, trying to find out information on the risk 
and the opportunities that they would have when they travel from one place to another. You know, what was going against them or in support of them, and that was for a non-profit organization. And we use data to help people determine what's the best policy given what the society acceptance level is for different things. We use data sometimes to help people diagnose uh, what are the issues uh, based on what people have been commenting on different websites at a town or at a city level. And then, of course, we connect the best nonprofit organizations. So it's not just for businesses, but it's also for nonprofit organizations. And we just help them. We grant them access to our platform and we help them to understand what's happening globally and what's happening locally in those issue areas that they are trying to resolve. Anup, I always end the show with six questions to help my listeners understand the why within my phenomenal guests. Are you willing to run through these six quick questions with me? Who are you thankful for today? My God in the first place who allowed me to be born in a family that could afford education and could rear me. Uh, my family, of course. And I think a lot of people have made me. The fact that I worked in General Electric during their heydays, I met many people who have helped to create who I am today. And now that we've covered who you're thankful for today, what are you thankful for today? My mind, my ability to introspect, the balance that I have brought within myself, and my capability to think through solutions, my creativity. How do you fuel the fire within you? Knowledge. I talked a little bit about introspection. I love reading and over the last few years I was finding myself stressed a little bit because I didn't have enough time to read and now that I have the product that they've developed I am able to get back to my reading capacity. What is one thing adversity taught you to value? Perseverance. And what are you doing today you may have never thought you could? in a cutting-edge company, in a technology which is growing. My previous background was in industry and in manufacturing, and I never thought I would have the adaptability and the mental acumen to take on a completely new industry, but I think I'm doing a very good job. What will you do tomorrow that you may have never thought you could? I would like to promote data as a way of decision making. We all work hard. Many a times, since we do not have the time, we process information a little subjectively. And oftentimes, what we had learned may prove to be not correct after a few days. Uh, just because life is changing and a lot of parameters around us are changing. We don't notice them every day, but there is a lot of change occurring. So keeping abreast, knowing the data, helps me to stay current. And that's what I would like to promote the world over. Thank you so much, Anoop, for sharing your brilliance with us. How can people learn more about you and Knowledgence? 
Go to www.nowagents.com, follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, we are on all social media. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ben. It was a pleasure talking to you too. Thank you, Anup Atia, for sharing your brilliance and bravery with GetUp Nation. As technology develops and races human beings forward into unprecedented discovery and knowledge, many questions arise. Questions our minds alone may not be able to answer. Questions our technology, in time, may. Many fear the future. Others craft it with a desire to better the lives of all.